Hello, everybody. Welcome to season two, episode one of Gaffy. I have looked forward to seeing that so much. I'm as ever, Jamie. I am joined by Dan Ashby, our Luton correspondent. How are you, Dan? Yeah, not bad. Great to be back. Looking forward to season two. Um, hopefully we we'll win the Euros and then focus on championship football for the next nine months. Yes, sounds like a plan. We are joined by two special guests. Um, probably the most important guests we'll have on all year. They are the creators of the game that we all love. It is Joe and Sean from Gaffer. Joe, how are you? Not bad, Jamie. How are you? Brilliant, yeah. Thanks for coming on. And Sean, yourself? Yeah, I'm good, Jamie. Thanks for having us back. It's, no, honestly, it's a pleasure. So, for the listeners, um, this episode is a bit of a beginner's guide to Gaffer. So, anybody who's just started following us um, over the summer is interested in playing Gaffer. This one's mainly for you, but it's also for the existing players. Everyone who played last year, we're going to talk about you know what's different to FPL, a bit of the rules and stuff like that. Not too in-depth. Um, and then we'll also discuss what's new, so something for you to look forward to. Um, so, let's just get straight into it then. Um how did you find season one? Obviously, it was the first year of the game. How did you think it went? I thought it went very well. Like We weren't really sure what to expect from launching a fantasy game. It's not something we've ever done before, <laughs> strangely enough. And it uh, like the way the community kind of embraced us and kind of helped us get over little pitfalls, glitches, that kind of thing. Um, kind of was a welcome surprise, I think. Yeah, what about you, Sean? Were you happy with it? Yeah, it was great. The, I was really surprised by the, the reaction on, on uh, Twitter and things. Like People really, uh, as Joel said, they really like, not only played the game, but kind of supported us in, in running it, like so helping us with you know, uh, updating player statuses and, and you know, suggesting when players were, have been added to the game or added to the league that we'd missed and you know, suggesting prices and stuff. It was really, really uh, yeah, positive from that aspect, I thought. I think... The community that's developed from the game has been the best part of it, in my opinion. Um, there seems to be um, quite a few hardcore gaffer players around in the gaffer community. And like you say, they're more than happy to help. Because I imagine for yourselves it is so difficult because I find it hard to pick up news on the championship. When I'm doing my weekly uh, press conference roundups, it takes me over an hour just to compile all the information. So for you two who are actually running the game and trying to get everything right, I imagine that's really difficult. Absolutely, yeah. It's like at the very beginning, we were writing uh, articles for the community on uh, Fantasy Football Scout, and we were trying to draw together information from the from the league. And we weren't experts ourselves at the time either. And by the time the second or the two um, uh, game weeks a week came up, it became a massive amount of work. So even keep, so, keeping the game up to date, writing these articles, we were suddenly in over our head uh, very quickly. It's very brutal into the championship. It's, it's Saturday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It's it was relentless at times, wasn't it? Must be worse for the players, though, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you could say that. Dan, what about you? Um, obviously, you played it all last year. Um, how do you think it went? Um, I I really enjoyed the game. Obviously, the lads they um, were struggling to keep up with it, and I think we we were all like that in certain parts of the season. Um, 
but yeah, that that's the championship. That's what what made the game so great last season. Added in with the boosts and other things. For me, it's it's the best fantasy game out there, and that's why I'm I'm so involved in the community. So, like I said, I'm really looking forward to the new season. I find that difficult recording because uh, obviously I never recorded a podcast in my life before I decided to do this. Um, and as most of the listeners know, a lot of have, have followed me, well, us, right from the beginning. And it was so difficult to get information because I was learning the league on the go, really. Um, I didn't have massive championship knowledge, um, but I, I enjoyed just learning about the league every single week. And then it's come to now season two, and I, I'm not going to say I'm an expert. Um, my knowledge isn't like Dan's, but I'm fairly comfortable in talking about the championship and stuff in. It really is a fantastic league. I love it. I love a Friday night game. I love the early kickoff. And this year's going to be a lot better because there's going to be fans back. I'll be back at Stoke. Dan's going to be at Luton. It's going to be nice to watch our assets in person instead of just on TV. Yeah, it'll add a whole new dimension to the game, really, for us who kind of came to it post-COVID or during the COVID crisis. But um, like we've learned a lot from that first season including that we need the community to help us actually price players. Um, so I could reveal to your listeners that Jamie and Dan and, and the correspondents have actually helped us this year in assigning prices. So they are to blame for everything that's wrong. <laughs> it's not us, it's them, the experts. Get on to Jamie. It, Dan did most of the work on that. So if any issues on prices, <laughs> go and have a word of Dan. <laughs> um. My DMs aren't open, by the way, guys. I'm turning them off now. <laughs> so, for the new listeners, then, um, maybe people who haven't played it, um, there's been quite a lot of talk about Gaffer from big accounts like Luke, FPL Lions and stuff who are playing. They've attracted his attention to the game. So, instead of just going through the rules and reading all the rules off, I thought the best way to do it was, how is it different to FPL? Because... I'm going to guess that they've played FPL before if they're in the fantasy football Twitter community. So um, the basics of the game, what is different? So we'll start with captains. So they are obviously different than FPL, aren't they? Yeah, there's a slight difference there. So in Gaffer, your vice captain scores, it gets a 1.5 multiplier. So you get a, a small boost on, the, on their score as well. And captain still gets double. And then uh, you've got an emergency captain as well, which if your captain or your vice captain doesn't play, the emergency captain will fill in for them. So that's that's the main difference when it comes to captains. So basically you've got three stabs at a captain, haven't you? You've got your captain who's going to get you double. Your vice captain's going to get you 1.5 points. And that isn't if your captain doesn't play, is it? Your captain and your vice captain both get them points at the same time, don't they? Exactly, yeah. That's it, yeah. And then if one of them doesn't play, you've then got that emergency captain who can come in and fill the void from the player who's missing. Yeah, exactly. So that's important in a championship, especially as kind of rotation ramps up and uh, you don't have 100% of services who's going to start week in, week out. So. And I, I can guarantee there's going to be some people out there listening who think, that is really easy to score points, um, really easy decisions to make. But I can guarantee you, 
you will get it the wrong way round. Um, Timo Puki and Ivan Tony were a nightmare for me last season. I always got it the wrong way round. So um, as appealing as it sounds, it can be quite frustrating, but that's what makes it fun. Yeah, it's easier said than done to get them both spot on, to be honest. Um, what else is different then? So um, scoring, Joe, um, it's not completely different to FPL. It's like relatively the same, but there are a few differences, aren't there, in the scoring? What are they? Yeah, it's broadly similar. The You get a, f- a five points for a goal across the board. That's one major difference. So it doesn't matter what position you're playing in. Um, assists, you get three points. Although uh, this this year we're changing that a little bit, we're adding make it f- plus four for midfielders, just to um, kind of boost them slightly there, because we were finding last year that the midfielders are probably kind of lagging behind slightly. And yeah. I think it might give them a slight boost. Um, and when it comes to penalties, you get three points for winning a penalty, regardless of whether it's scored or not. Um, so that piece of play will be rewarded, and then plus three again for score to score a penalty. So as opposed to scoring a normal goal, a penalty is only worth three points. So, and if you win that penalty and score it, that's six points. I love that rule in the scoring about the penalties. And you'd be glad to know, Jamie, that all your lobbying, all your giving out has actually resulted in strikers not getting minus two for a yellow card. <laughs> Dan, why are you shaking your head? Because it didn't really bother me, because the person who was getting it was Ivan Tony, and everyone had him anyway. <laughs> yeah, but this goes back to my point about the captains. When you've got the captain wrong, when you should have captained Pookie, but you've captained Tony instead, and he's gone and gone himself boots in the 90th minute, and he's lost you four points. Uh, it's not know, ideal I, at all. I agree with you, Jamie. I'm happy for that to go. We're keeping up for stall players, Jamie. They're still getting one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that one's gone. So is there any other differences in scoring, Joe? So uh, performance points are in there, similar to FPL. Um, range from one to four points for the, for to each match. Um, and it's, it depends on match actions, things like dribbles, tackles, key passes. It's kind of like bonus points in FPL. Just uh, they go up to four, so it's kind of one more. So also, there's a massive difference in clean sheets, so isn't that's probably like the main one, the biggest difference, I think. Yes, that's true. The, yeah, so, for, so defenders get plus two for a clean sheet in the first half and plus two for a clean sheet in the second half, provided they play 30 minutes of either half. Yeah. Um, so that is a big, a big difference, and it kind of does boost. Defenders are more powerful, I think, in this game than they are in FBL. Yeah. And, uh, and they're what, so consistent. Uh, and as you said, um, from last year, um, with midfield, midfielders really struggled for points. So what, what uh, managers were doing were they were playing 5-2-3. So with the new assist point uh, for midfielders, hopefully that will um, change the formation to a more normal formation. Yeah, that's the hope. I think you're more likely maybe to, to captain a midfielder. Yeah, like that on the table. Think how powerful um, Buendia would have been last year with yeah. those assist points. So I think just the the elite midfielders are going to be better this year. Yeah, I think that would be good because I was playing five two three quite a lot, and you know you you can keep Buendia in there, and then you could have um, 
Ernest Miller, Sarge, Ed Wallace, Elise, somebody like that. But then you just fill your bench with three midfielders like a Nick Powell, um, Chair, who were quite low priced, weren't they? So it was quite easy to do to get around it. And because Pookie, Tony, and then through Spells, Armstrong, and Lucas Jow were really strong, you kind of didn't you didn't need a midfield in the game. So adding that extra point does now make them more appealing. Oh, excuse me. I think so, and maybe justifies their their value as well because they're they are the most one of the most expensive kind of sets of players in the game. While defenders are still fairly cheap in comparison. Is there any more differences in the scoring? No, beyond that, I think it's the same as last year. Yeah. Not, not I wasn't trying to catch you out then, by the way. I, <laughs> I haven't got it up in front of me. I've just got my notes, so I was just uh, making sure I hadn't missed anything. Sounded um, like a job interview there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> you touched on bonus points there a little bit. So you said it's... Um, what was what it you score the bonus stuff on key contributions in the game, such as yeah. dribbling, tackling, shoot, like shots, etc.? Yeah. So, so, so there's kind of... It's a few different things go into it, but yeah, so like shots on target, kind of dribbles, uh, key passes, all that, all that sort of stuff, uh, and like goals and assists lead into it as well. So there's a, I think the system's on site. Uh, we might tweak it slightly this season, but it'll probably stay largely the same. So uh, I suppose the key thing with it is that if players tie for uh, their kind of performance score, then Works the same as FPL, but because we're our scoring system is kind of a little bit lower, you end up with more ties. You might get two players both getting, you know, four performance points or three players getting three, that sort of stuff. So it kind of tends to be more uh, given out than in FPL. So just for the new players regarding the bonus, the high scoring player from those stats that you use, dribbles, tackles, etc., that player would get four points. Second would get three, the third ice would get two, and then the fourth one. That's right, isn't it? That's it, yeah. That's right, yeah. You don't realise how important them bonus points are, actually, because four points is a lot of points. Um, that's the same as a midfield again and assist. So there was quite a few players who weren't necessarily really good fancy assets, but they were before like, bonus point magnets, weren't they, Dan? Uh, yeah, Elise uh, was one of them. Um... Unfortunately, he's just left for Palace today. But at least, say, I think Jed Wallace was as well. Uh, yeah, there was a few. I think Will Wilson, I think, are, like uh, tend to yeah. do all right as well. I know we got, I know we we got a few questions saying why did he get performance points, and it was all down to key passes. I think. See, a lot of people like cause you obviously see behind the scenes, but we don't know exactly what contributes to the bonus points, whatever source you use for the stats but I enjoy it I, I enjoy not knowing exactly how they got them but it's nice you know when the game starts to update a couple hours after the last game and you know you think one of your players is blank and all of a sudden they've got three or four points for a performance it's, yeah, it's, hard, hard, to it's, 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 it's hard to say it live the, the, I think the calculation is on site and like generally if we get asked I go to like transfer marker who scored or something to to check that you know uh we've got the right calculation basically so you, you can you can call us out if you think we've got it wrong but uh, i'd never do that 
<laughs> just know I won't be checking it. I'll just be forwarding it straight to Sean when he wakes <laughs> yeah. up in the, in the morning. Um, the next um, big difference, and this is probably the category that has attracted the most players, Rio. This is why people have found Gaffer really enjoyable. It's the boosts. So for the new players, boost is basically a chip in FPL, but they're called boosts and Gaffer. And I'm going to let Joe or Sean to explain the boost because it, it sounds crazy. It is crazy, but it's, it is a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, so as you said, they're kind of like chips in FPL. Uh, so we kind of split the season into three, and then in each third, there's a new uh, kind of selection of boosts. So there'll be six on offer, and any every player can choose three of the six to play. Right. Explain that. So well. <laughs> that's every fifteen game week. So from game week one to fifteen. You've got six boosts available to use, but you can only choose three of the six. That's right, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. So uh, it just means, you know, you can weigh up playing an overhaul, which would be like a wild card versus uh, like a triple captain. So it's, it's up to you how you're managing your team. If you can do without the overhaul, then you might be able to you know, capitalize on another higher scoring chip. Yeah, that's a really good point. I used my overall quite early last season because... My game, my team was a state um, for my initial picks. Um, I got it completely wrong. So um, I think it was Angus. He didn't use his overall. I don't think he used one at all. I might have been wrong with that. But he ended up being in the top 10 for quite a lot of the season um, because of that. Um, so you get them every 15 game weeks. So basically the season's split into three parts. Um, Joe, could you just explain what some of the boosts are? Sure. So we have... A couple that are similar to FPL. I say similar, it's exactly the same. Overhaul is the same as wildcard. Um, super subs is a, is a bench boost, basically. So they're kind of the, the obvious ones. And then we have a few that are maybe outside the box, like uh, Park the Bus, where defenders score double, but you get no captaincy bonus. So it really would depend on what kind of situation your team is in, whether you'd be playing that and what time you'd be doing it at. Um, there's one here that makes use of the, the three types of captain. So the, the multi-captain um, basically means that captain score double, vice captain score double, and your emergency captain also scores double. Um, so that's kind of very different to something FPL could offer. Um, trying to think of what the, the favorites were last year. So one that's going to be in there next season as chosen by the community is the away day. So all away players score double. This is a very good boost. I really do like that one. I think it was a hit, yeah. That was someone on Twitter suggested that. I can't remember who it was last season, but they put it in the, in the comments on one of our threads and we decided to, to try and do it for the third uh, the third pill. So we're, we're, we're open to suggestions for, for new ones as the season goes on. When you first introduced that last season, I was quite sceptical, which you're probably not surprised by. I'm quite sceptical about everything. Um, but I just thought to myself, I'm going to spend three, four, five game weeks trying to bring in players who are going to play away in this game week I want to use it. And then it's probably just going to let me down and I've just ruined my whole team by doing it. It is not like that at all. If you if you can get 11 players out and you get it right, you're on for a monster score, aren't you, Dan? Oh, yeah. It's 
it's a, it's a massive, like I said, double points for every player. So all you need is a few goals. I think it, um, when you probably played it or I played it, I think Brentford and Norwich were both away. And if you can get the top sides away from home against weaker sides, you can get a really, really big score with the, with, with away days. And this is where you can use somewhere. strategy as well. Like if you say that overall, and you know you build your squad into that away day game week, and then you can then overall out of it. That's a really good idea to do. But I really like that boost. What else is the Joe? So the, there's Sean's favourite, which you were, you were saying how sceptical you were of away days, and I was very sceptical of Jeepers Keepers uh, <laughs> when he suggested it. I was a goalie boost. <laughs> That's never going to take on. I'm not going to lie. The name, the name came first there, and we had to <laughs> think, of what, think of what it meant. So that, that's plus two for per clean sheet, uh, plus three per save, and plus ten for a penalty save. That's what I've written down here. Um, and that came into play big time when it came to triple and double game weeks last year. I think it was it were the highest scoring boost, or was up there, Sean, wasn't it? It's definitely up there, yeah. Uh, I know, Jamie, you broke triple captain as well, didn't you get some monster score from uh, your triple captain, or captain Fantastico? Um, oh, no, it was Jeepers, no, it wasn't Jeepers, yeah, it was one week I got 195, so that was a game week rank number one in the whole game, but then a couple of weeks later when we had the triples and I messed my strategy up, there was people hitting 200 points in a game weekend. That to me is appealing. If I'd never played the game before and I'd seen somebody scoring over 200 points in a fantasy game, that would appeal straight away because in FPL, 60 points is probably an okay week, good week, probably. In Gaffer, 60 points is probably a bad week. You know, on a normal single game week, you are hoping to get 80 points. Would you say that's the average, Dan? Yeah, probably. Yeah, 80 points, especially with, towards the end of the season when you know the players who are good captain choices, 80 to 100 is normally a, a good week. And who doesn't want to play a game where you can get 80 to 100 points every week? It is nice to see 100 points above your team. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is indeed. Um yeah, Jeepers Keepers, though, that was really good. People used it in that triple game week. So I think it was Johansson at Rotherham, Dan, if my memory's right. Yeah, Johansson at Rotherham. He was um, a bit... Who else was? Barnes, we were in... Yeah, the, I think we... I played in the double when loads of teams had doubles, but I know the, the triple game week was monster score um, with Rotherham, so... Because they made so many saves, I think. Yeah, it was but, ridiculous. Um, yeah, it was ridiculous, but it was good fun. Um, what other ones is there, Joe? So there's goal fest. So plus five points for every goal that your team scores. Um, again, no captaincy bonus there, but that's that's one of the favourites, I think. Um, you, I think you do I get the, you do, in game week one. You, you do get a captaincy for that as well. I think it's just that it doesn't apply oh. to the to the bonus. So you don't get like 10 points bonus for a goal, if that makes sense, if it's your captain. But I think you still do get normal captain points from that one, don't you? I'll have to read up before I start playing the game again, I think. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to do that as well, Joe, I think, and uh, just refresh myself. 
I remember I got too excited when the game launched last year and I played, it was either Captain Fantastic or Goals Fast in Game Week 1 because Naki Wells and Kiefer Moore had good fixtures and I got ahead of myself and I wish I never did it. Um, but this is where the knowledge of the boost comes in handy because now we've had a year behind us, we kind of know how vital the boosts are where I just saw it as I've got three boosts to play in 15 game weeks. Why not? Just go for it. But they are actually more handy than you think. If you can get it right, you're going to get a really good finish at the end of the season. That's right. I, um, sorry. I've I done um, some research and I worked out I probably wasted four of my boosts throughout the season. Um, and so where did you end up overall, Dan? 26. Exactly. So that just shows he's, he's saying he's wasted four boosts. But he still finished twenty sixth in the whole game. So if you get it right, yeah, you could you could win it really. My daughter actually played one of my boosts for me, one of the weeks. What and did she I was, play? I was furious. She played. She overhauled. Oh, she didn't choose a team for you, did she? No, she's only two. In fairness, uh. she didn't. Uh, she didn't really know what she was doing, but she pressed the button, and when I was just kind of, I was going through to see. You know, I was checking. The website like, like a good professional i was checking <laughs> to see it was displaying properly and she came over tapped the button and it was played and i was dead is, is there um as like creators of the game in that a situation where you can just go oh i didn't see anything and just press undo i thought about it i thought i thought about getting <laughs> on to sean to undo it in the back end but no i couldn't ethically i couldn't do it it's it's the I, end of I, the I, wedge i, I would have obviously refused as well I mean, you'll see. (laughs) You see, Sean has finished remarkably high, considering he doesn't know anything about the championship. You know. Where did you finish, Sean? Uh, I think I finished. It was in the top twenty-five, maybe twenty-second or twenty-third or something. Uh, I just managed to, as you were saying, I managed to uh, to click a few of the boots. So I think I played Jeepers Keepers in the triple game week, and uh, Begovic and Johansson, I think. Oh, that was yeah. it, Bagovic. That was yeah. it. Yeah, that was it. yeah. Just a few things like that that kind of came together well for me. I was, I did have a massive dip in the middle of the season, but I was pull it back towards the end. I, I went the opposite way and just dropped, but I don't mention that anymore. But out at home, when I'm talking to people who don't know about the game, you know, I can yeah, I finished twenty seventh in the world. It's amazing. But like when you come onto Twitter, so many of the top ten are actually in the gaffer community so you can't brag about finishing 27th in the world that's how tough this game is yeah we're different this year i think if we get the amount of players we're hoping to you know i think it'll be that bit tougher hopefully i'd like i'd, I'd like to see um a lot of the top players being challenged and to see if it was luck or not really just to, um was it luck or were they actually skilled? That's going to be the question. So, no pressure, Joel, finishing second, because I know we will be listening to this one. Uh, regarding the boosts, is there any more, Joe, that we haven't covered? There's a few, yeah. So, there's actually 12 boosts in all, which is why we can, we're struggling to keep track of them. So, midfield generals. Uh, oh, I forgot about that one. Uh, one and a half points um, for each of the mids. Uh, no captaincy bonus there. And a very similar one, midfield dynamos, which was kind of an upgrade on that, um, which is double points for mids. 
Um, and did I mention Captain Fantastic? Yeah, you did, yeah. I did. Optimal Captain is a, an interesting one. I think, again, Jamie was not a fan of this one either, uh, where your highest scoring player becomes your captain. Oh, yeah. No. I can't be dealing with that one, mate. <laughs> I can I see that, the appeal that, that, in it to like the wider audience, but for me, who's, who's got nothing better to do with my life than just look at like championship stuff, um, planning my team for the next game week, optimal catching uh, seems to me it's it's luck really. There's no skill yeah. involved in picking the player. But don't get me wrong, if I'd played it and it came off, um, I wouldn't be slagging it off. <laughs> I think that was that was selected by the community as well. That was we put a few suggestions on uh, on Twitter, and that was the one that people picked. So yeah, I, I know you, I know you didn't. I know you didn't vote for when I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and last but not least, least uh, last ditch, um, where forwards get triple points, but defenders get nothing. Oh yeah. That wasn't ideal to play last year, considering how good the defenders were in the game. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And yeah, most people had the strongest defenders by the end of the game, so you, you couldn't really plan around this one. And it was, I think, it was only in the, in the last uh, tranche of boosts that we had the last third of the season. Do you think the uh, midfield, um, was well, midfield dynamos, and what's the other one? Midfield one. Yeah, midfield generals. That's it. Do you think they'll be more appealing this year now you've added the extra point for the assist so hopefully midfielders score more? It just depends who mid, who emerges in the midfield really, whether there's enough viable options. We thought it would, we obviously thought it would be uh, quite strong at going into the game and that's why we only gave it a 1.5 multiplier but then it uh, wasn't really as popular as the other one so we tried to give it an upgrade and I think it still wasn't even that popular with the, the double points so. See how it goes, I guess. I think Ben Rama kind of um, skewed a lot of our thinking last year. We were looking at the points he would have scored. Yeah. Had the Gaffer game had started a year earlier, and we were like, these, this, this, this midfielder is too powerful. But uh, obviously he is left it... and <laughs> left us bereft. Yeah, I think we actually ran it on a, like on, on the test site. A few people played it, uh, and it was really uh, powerful. That just could have been coincidence of the weeks they kind of played it in and kind of skewed or thinking away bit, yeah. I think the good thing about the championship though, I think every year is going to be completely different where that could come into play because for example Swansea really good defensively this year whereas now they've lost a lot of players are they going to be as strong as they were probably not so that kind of takes um, your Bidwells and Roberts is out of it a bit and then if midfielders come into play like yeah what we're hoping for I think it could be completely different this year yeah, and I think it adds to the game as well that the turnover in players in the championship makes this game more challenging. Um, I think Dan mentioned um, that there were six players or six new teams in this this year that weren't there last year. So straight away, you have all these players that maybe you wouldn't be too aware of or maybe you've only seen losing games in the Premier League last year. What, what to expect of them? Um, so it's a very different game. To, to FPL in that in that regard, I think it takes a lot more skill, and I think if you can land on the right player at the right time, it can make all the difference. Definitely. Um, 
one more category then that's um, a bit different to FPL is the price changes, isn't it, Sean? So you don't increase or decrease their prices based on transfer activity, do you? Yeah, no, it's it's, it's based around how that player actually performs. Uh, so you're, you're not getting massive price swings. Uh, like it is a kind of gradual climb and fall. Uh, but yeah, it's it's based around how that players actually like how many points they've scored in the game. So you know, if a player scores some monster score, twenty five points in a game week or whatever, uh, you know, you might see them jump point two that week, or it might be point one. It depends on 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 their form really. Uh, so do you prefer that way of doing it, Dan? Yeah, I do because it's not by transfer activity it's about the actual players on the pitch because I think uh, Tony started as 9 million last year and because he was so good his price obviously increased uh, so much so I think that's fair and then again if you've got players who aren't performing the price drops so maybe they they start doing well at the second part of the season Um, so yeah I'm, I'm a fan of that way yeah, like the, the the price changes they do, I think at a high level they probably look quite similar to, uh, you know, what you'd see in FPL. It's just that they're calculated differently. I like the fact that you're not like pressured in a way to bring plays in because you know everybody else is buying them, so you know they're going to rise then because of that. So I like that aspect of it. And to be fair, I don't think I ever worried about my budget at all last year because. We got quite lucky with people like Elise and Lee Wallace who were dirt cheap. And I'll be honest, Elise I wasn't expecting. And Lee Wallace, we didn't think would play that many games because of his age. So I'm not blaming you for the prices there, Sean. Um, <laughs> sometimes you need that in the game, though. We just got very lucky with two really cheap ones, didn't we? And Lucas Jow was, of course. Yeah, and you know, part of it was that the players left. As I mentioned, Watkins and Ben Rama leaving. They were the, they were our two top players. They'd hoovered up all that all that money, and we were trying to think, oh, you can't have you can't have a game where if you've got one of these players, you basically can't select any other premium players. Yeah. Um, this time round, I think we've been a lot harsher um, yeah. across the board. So we've kind of anticipated players leaving. We're more excited about this now because we've seen some of the prices and. You know, we've seen some of the increases, and I, I think I said when you um, first did the first reveals, it's going to make you make decisions. Where last year we, once we found out who were the best players, it were performing well. We had them all. We had your Connor Roberts, Buendias, Pukis, Tonys. You could have them all. Where this year, I think looking at some of the prices, we're going to have some tough decisions to make. That's right, and I, I think price changes are going to come into your thinking then as well as your budget slips away yes you spent it on nottingham forest players that are not doing well that's definitely not gonna happen i could tell you that if french is <laughs> listening now we'll definitely not be having a nottingham forest player <laughs> i had them down last year i thought they were going to do really well i was way I did off as well yeah i think everybody did to be fair um all banter aside with french our forest correspondents i think under Uton, i think they could do well this year but We'll have to see because I can't remember our predictions, but I'm going to save our predictions for this season coming and then review them at the end of the season just to see 
how far away we were because this league's so unpredictable, isn't it, Dan? This league is absolutely bonkers. Um, all you've got to do is look at the transfers going on so far. Um, Derby only have 13 players at the minute or something like that. Luton have got rid of six or seven, brought six or seven in. Bristol City have done the same. Looks like Stoke are going to have a clear out as well. Yeah. Um, and then you've got the teams coming down. How good are they going to be? There's there's a lot of interest in Peterborough coming up, but can they defend? It's just bonkers every single season. There'll be a team who were bottom six last year who'll be near the playoffs. And you could get like a Barnsley or Swansea go the other way. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy, this league. Absolutely crazy. I agree. So they have I missed anything there um, regarding the differences between Gaffer and a game like FPL? Uh, the only thing I suppose to know just on the price changes though is that they, they kind of happen once a week, so it's not like a you know if if you if you can wait till the deadline on Friday without worrying about uh, prices jumping around during the week. So they they yeah, ha- I think happen like twenty four hours after the last game or the the night at, kind of during the night after the, the last game. So you don't have to stay up till midnight every night making sure that your exactly. prices aren't going up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Right, so that covers that then. So um, we'll go on to something that's probably going to excite the existing players who played last year. This is probably what they've been waiting for the most. Um, what is new in season two from season one? And just for the listeners, I actually don't know either, so I'm excited for this as well. Uh, it's mainly we've made a lot of improvements to the site over the summer, so we've kind of updated branding and, uh, yeah, this is... Like the kind of kind of back end improvements that mean it should update quicker, and uh, you know we're hoping to get more kind of like up to date scores during the the game week and things like that. Uh, and you'll be pleased to know that the drop downs for selecting your team are gone, so there should be a much better mobile improvement. So you can just click on the player and, and kind of uh, captain as as you want. Uh, anything else, Joe, that you can think of? Well, that that's going to be my favorite anyway, because that's a, I got a lot of questions last year at the very beginning. How do I do subs? How do I change my <laughs> captain? What is what does all this mean? Why is nothing happening when I click on it? So it should work as a normal human might expect now. I think, which is good. Uh, we're going to have a countdown timer to the game week. I think, assuming Sean has got that working. Um, there's there's going to be more gold on the site. Is that a new <laughs> colour scheme? Yeah, the, yeah. The, our, our designer has updated the brand a little bit, so it will look slightly different. Uh, we yeah, we, fixed, we fixed a couple of bugs that were floating around the place, like on calls, not registering on the results, uh, that sort of thing. So we bet anything that was kind of outstanding from last season, we, we've tried to uh, try to fix up and, and improve on. I mean, we're going through a lot of the feedback that people have been giving us, and so I like. I think there was some frustration about squads, pricing, um, positions, that kind of thing at the beginning of last season, as we kind of discussed. So yeah, hopefully that's better this time round. Again, speak to Jamie if Wayne's Dan, not, yeah, Dan, Dan, Dan. yeah. And, uh, we're looking at what we can do, uh, basically to make it easier for us to keep stuff up to date as the season progresses as well. So that you know, we're out. Joe's able to easily add players and things like that. 
yeah, there were long delays considering you know, I'm based in Ireland and Sean's based in Australia. So I would hear about something. I'd message him and wait patiently while he wakes up <laughs> to actually fix it. So hopefully I'll be able to fix things on the go and kind of explain what's going on to people better than we've been able to so far. I'm glad you haven't you know, completely changed the game because I think, you know, it was your first season, you had a few hiccups, which was expected, but the game as a whole, everybody loved it. Everybody who's played it. I haven't heard anybody say one bad word about the actual game when they played. Um, so I like the fact that you've kept it the same and all of them removing the yellow card, minus two points for a yellow card, I'm happy with that as well. Um, but just, yeah, just improving the website, I think that's good. I'll, I'll kind of miss it, so I won't lie. It was kind of like when everyone's first played Champman, um, when they were playing on the spreadsheets before they went onto the website. You can you know, it was a lot better the website was, but you'll you'll miss it. But I won't miss going on the drop-down menu and then try and find my player because it's not in position order. And then because you use the full real names, like Lucas Giles got four names in his name, and I'm like, where is my players? I won't miss that part. Yeah, I'm not sure really how we got away with that, to be honest. <laughs> to be fair, when um, you'd sent me the playlist and I was sending them individually to our correspondents, I had to edit it because of the format a bit before I sent it them. And uh, I had some of the names on there because that, that's their real names, but we don't know them as that. I was just erasing like three words out of the name. <laughs> yeah. Maybe- the African or South American players, that was really. People were talking about Zhao for the first part of the season. I had no idea who anyone was talking about. Was <laughs> Lucas Zhao and I don't know what we have him down as, something else. Yeah, it's four four words in his yeah. name. It was pretty confusing. Well, but speaking of all the help you, you've given us, I think um, this is probably a good time to let you know that we're going to allow yourself and Dan, if you wanted to, to, to choose a boost. For the first for the launch of this of the site so this is really kind but this is where you'll send all the grief my way so if we pick one that the gaffer community <laughs> don't like they're gonna come at me and dan aren't they now um yeah. dan i'll let you have first pick uh, which boost do you want um i think i'm gonna go goal fest i think everyone likes scoring a few goals so i'm gonna add uh, i'd add that one if you can please guys that was the one I voted for on the poll earlier on today. So I'm glad you've gone that. And I think for the new player, I think the name of the boost and the concept of it will attract them because similar to me last year in game week one, I couldn't wait to use one and try and score triple points in the first week. Um, I'm going to go one where I hope the gaffer community likes so they don't give me grief. Um I didn't use it to its full potential last year, but I'm going to go part the buzz. Part the buzz. It's going to yeah. be a, a fairly super fa- super first uh, show here. <laughs> I was yeah. thinking um, about going GPS keepers, but for I'm going to wait for that one just to see if we get any double game weeks around the FA Cup. In regards to anything new, we haven't missed anything there, have we, guys? Uh, no, as I said, it's, it's mainly from, from our point of view, it's kind of been about kind of consolidating and building on the site as, as it stands. So uh, hopefully people like the new 
the updated version. Yeah. Are the deadlines staying um, an hour and a half before the first game of the game week? Yeah, we'll, we'll keep that up. So you're going to have a countdown on the website now, so we so people don't miss it. Uh, yeah, yeah that'll, that'll be that. I I missed one last year. I was absolutely devastated, and I think that was your fault actually, Sean or Joe. I don't know which one. One of you'd put the um, time wrong, and I I didn't realise. I just saw that. I went, oh, I've got time. Went and did something. Come back. Went for doing my team. As that deadline's gone. I missed a deadline last season. It's the first time I think I missed a fantasy football deadline. Just there's so many game weeks that you kind of. Uh, oh, well, it happen. was relentless, especially playing twice a week. People don't realise, but I love that part of it though because once we, we don't normally have a Sunday game in the championship, it, you know, you have a couple now and again, but we don't get many. So once Sunday had come round, all the scores had updated stuff, you're like, Oh, I want another game week now. If you, especially if you've done bad, just to try and bounce back. Next thing you know, Tuesday comes along and then you go again. It is good to have that second game week coming up pretty quickly. If you've had a bad one, especially. Um, I missed it. I missed a deadline. I think while tweeting about remembering the deadline. <laughs> uh, so it can happen to anyone. And yeah, Sean's to blame if it's wrong. Yeah. I can love that, definitely. Right then, um, so that's what's new. Um, just in general then, what what are your hopes for this season? Obviously, you're going into your second season. You've learned a lot from last year. How do you think it's going to go? I'm hoping smoothly. Um, <laughs> as, as I've mentioned, we, you know, we didn't really know what to expect the first time around. And, you know, we were, you know, will we have 5,000 people playing or will we have... Like a hundred thousand people playing, you know, um, which is maybe a bit unrealistic, uh, considering we didn't have much of a, a space between um, actually launching the site and the season beginning. There wasn't really an opportunity for people to actually hear about it and sign up. And yeah, we got a lot of contacts during the season saying, How, "Why haven't I heard about this?" Um, so I'm hoping that we get a lot more people interested and involved, and with with your guys' help and people spreading the word, I think. I think we should more than double. Yeah, definitely. And I think with more people doing content as well, that helps because at the beginning it was just us doing the podcast. Um, halfway through the season, Man On podcast, um, they started. So for any new listeners, um, if you're looking for more content creators, Man On, they do cover a gaffer section, but they also do FPL, Sky, every fancy football game you can think of. They do somehow um so you can go to there for gaffer stuff um kyle at stoke gaffer um he is him and joel who finished second in the game last year they are starting a youtube channel um which he told me today and he's asked if i could um plug that little bit so i'm happy to do that um definitely give that a look um i couldn't tell you what it's called yeah i don't think they thought of a name yet but if you follow um is it at stoke gaffer yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Just tag Just Stoke Gaffer and yeah. he'll come up. And I know Joel is Joel at Joel's 188. I only know that because of the cup competition I ran and he's really good at it. So I had to type his name quite a lot. Um, they are planning on doing YouTube videos every three to four game weeks, um, producing stats and stuff like that. They want it to be very 
Gaffer community related, so they're looking for people to go on there, um, share ideas and stuff. So make sure you give them a follow. Um, and that's it, because CM Fantasy's joined the Manon guy, so he did it with Kyle Watt. So yeah, it's good that they are making content as well, so that brings more people in. And I'm also just going to be absolutely spamming every club's tweets <laughs> over the next, as soon as the game launches. Um, well, by the time everyone listens to this, the game would have launched. Um, I'm going to be spamming every club's Twitter feeds, um, their fan accounts feeds, just basically making people aware, well, making championship fans aware there's a championship fantasy game here. Come and play. I think they will. If they hear about it, I think they will. Yeah, definitely. So um, I think that covers everything, doesn't it, for, as, as a beginner's guide? Is there anything that we've missed, Dan? No, I think that's pretty much it. Um, just looking forward to it, uh, the game launching now and having a few weeks or a couple of weeks to pick my team and hopefully win it. Hopefully win it, yeah. There's going to be some good competitions as well. Um, for the listeners, because by the time you listen to this, the game is out, um, just a quick housekeeping thing to do. The Gaffer Super League will be up and running um, shortly. Um, once I set that up, we've got the Championship League 1 and League 2. They were invites only. And Sean, you've managed to get yourself in... Which league are you in? Uh Sure you don't know because I said to Joe, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, Joe, did you manage to get in? I got in one of the lower leagues. Yeah, week I'm two. Afraid. Yeah, I think I think Sean must be in the top division. He must be because I'm in I should, I should league one. So. Yeah, I'm in league one, so Sean must. I have got it written down somewhere, um, but yeah. And people were moaning that um, they can't get in. So I thought what I'd do is I'd make a non-league as well. That has got unlimited entries. So as many people can join that as they want. But only three teams will get promoted into League 2. This will be a yearly thing. So this will separate the best from the best. Um, Dan, what league are you in? Are you in League 1 with me? I'm in League 1 with you. So that's... So that's you might be second then. Well... <laughs> This yeah. is where we'll both get relegated, Jamie. We'll both go down. Yeah, that league. would be funny. We do the podcast and we get um, relegated. Angus, our other host, who normally joins us, um, he's in the top league, so he did really well last year. Um, cup competitions, I'm not going to do this year because I'm not going to lie. That was a lot of work. That was a lot of work. Um, but I know Joel is planning on doing something I think they're combining other games as well. Um, so look ahead to that. Just try and think if I've missed anything. Because I'll know as soon as we stop recording, I'll remember something I've missed. Um, I don't think I've got anything else planned yet other than um, it's not confirmed yet, but hopefully by the time the season starts, we should be on YouTube. Um, that is the plan. We're going to record every Sunday, which will be me, Dan and Angus. And then there's going to be an extra time pod, which will be me and a guest um, every week, which will just be a streamlined version, stuff we've missed from the Sunday pod. Um, we'll record as normal, but um, hopefully we'll be on YouTube as well um, if Angus pulls his finger out and learns how to use the software that we're trying to use. So, Jamie, did you, did you well, want to mention about the uh, three 
uh, pre-season episodes we're going to do for the teams. That would be a very good idea, Dan, yes. So the we haven't confirmed the schedule yet because we're just waiting for the game to launch, which will sound stupid now because the game has launched um, as you're listening to it. Um, we have got last year's winner coming on, Rune. He will be coming on Monday the 2nd of August, just before the season starts, just to give us a few tips, how we won the game last year, stuff like that. Um, and then we're going to do three special pods where we will preview eight teams in each pod. So we'll cover all 24. We don't want to do this too early because a lot of things are going to change. Players will move on. Players will come in. So we're probably going to do that, what would you say, two weeks before the season starts, Dan? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, we're just pick, trying to pick an order because obviously some teams are a bit further along with recruitment and things like that, whereas some teams barely have 11 aside at the minute. Like Derby, yeah, they'll probably be on the yeah. last pod. But yeah, that's the plan for pre-season. And then obviously once the season starts on the 6th, we'll be back into it as normal. I, I can't wait. But Sean, Joe, thank you very much for coming on. Thanks for having us. Thanks very much, Sean. No, it's a pleasure. I am really looking forward to the game. Dan, thank you for joining me. No um, for the listeners, as I always say, and I really do mean it, thank you for the support, especially the ones who've been there from day one. Uh, welcome to the new listeners, um, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.